And it looks like we made it, and we made it with a whole lot of chaos and strife on this week after taking a week off. It's been a struggle to make this thing work properly. Of course, we were engaging, getting some new things in, and taking some old things out, making some things hopefully work better. You can let us know in the in the tail end how things worked out. In the meantime, let's deal with the right now that we're here right now. And here right now is Friday, December 2nd, 2022. Thank you so much for being a part of the show today with us. Uh, stop by our main website, which is thisisaconversationproject.com. Thisisaconversationproject.com for more details about what goes beyond the scenes of the conversation project. That makes me able to run this thing down at just one minute instead of three minutes explaining what's going on. Here come the eight stories for this morning that we deem, um, you deem were conversational. We deem were the most conversational, the best narratives to talk about. This is going to be kind of a weird one because it was kind of a rough start for the morning. Let's start with story number one. And this is one that um, has been basically been following all day long. We had three, maybe four-ish headlines that basically fit this thing. So I'm going to go into a bunch of different things in, in into this story here. CNN fires Chris Chaliza, Robin Mead, Allison Kosick. Uh, Alex Freed, Martin Savage, Mary, and Fox. That was this headline here. Um, across the day, yesterday, on Wednesday, or yesterday, two days ago, on, on Wednesday, uh, it was essentially announced that the layoffs were happening. On Thursday, you will start seeing information coming through. Uh, and there's also articles about whether that was really a good thing, just giving people basically 24 hours notice that people were being laid off. Of course, Twitter's had that issue for quite a few times in the past couple of weeks. Yesterday, we started seeing messages from people who were, you know, saying their last days were here. A very loving message from Chris Chaliza, one of the Washington correspondents. Um, also, love a message from uh, Martin Savage saying that the um, this 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 thing may be over, but the journey's not. Uh, some of these people here listed Chris Chaliza, uh, of course, a uh, analyst, uh, big time analyst for stuff like Alex Allison Kosick, Alex Fields. Martin Savage, Marianne Foy were uh, Fox were um, people who uh, handled uh, actual news coverage. Martin Savage back and forth and back and forth back to CNN after being away for a little bit. Robin Mead. The real story here is the fact that Robin Mead, uh, a anchor on HLN, doing a three-hour morning show there, where CNN is essentially giving up on HLN. Period. No more headline news. No more nothing there. They're killing all the live shows over there, and they're taking all of the true crime drama stuff, which is basically the rest of the day, and they're turning over to Discovery ID, something that was basically already planned, but now we're knowing that the fact that the live stuff is gone is the big shocker there. Along the lines with this stuff here, we also heard about, about many folks who have uh, found other jobs or are leaving, basically getting out of Dodge where things will happen. That's going to happen for some folks. Many people may leave that saw the writing on the wall and just timing worked out. Some people are leaving not by their own volition. A lot to talk about sadness at CNN when these things happen. And the big real story about a lot of this stuff is there's a lot of layoffs in the media right now, a lot of layoffs in digital stuff. This thing right here that I do that's basically money out of my pocket and a few donations from you guys with sponsorships and partnerships. Uh, people who tend to make a living off these things, people who tend to make hundreds and thousands and maybe millions of dollars off these media ventures, many of them are folding right now because they just can't be sustainable, not big enough, and they can't pay people the money that you expect big people to get paid. This is a story that's going to basically trickle throughout the weekend as we find out about more people who actually got fired. CNN didn't release any actual names or any actual numbers, but we'll find out about more people who are get fired and we'll probably be pressed to ask many people about things like that. Maybe LeBron James will weigh in on this one. We'll get back to him in a bit. 
Gates associate Joel Greenberg sentenced to 11 years as sources say probe in the Florida congressman has stalled. You may not like Matt Gates, and I don't. You may think he's a creep, and I do. But you also know that um, essentially the nine lives of this guy, uh, he's got to be running, running thin because he's getting away with something short of murder, but not that much short of murder. His associate, the person that he's known to be running around with, literally running around with in the um, the rumors in the window of sex trafficking because he's not been convicted yet, that Matt Gates. He's been convicted of it. 11 years uh, dealing with some of the dirty, tawdry things in the Gates scandal um, that he actually got pinned down for doing. Uh, we're going to find out more about this probe as Florida congressman is basically having his probe you know, stalled. Uh, things aren't moving right now, and there's probably plenty of good reasons for that and probably just general reasons because the law is kind of hard. We'll hear more about this as we hopefully get some resolution, a yay or nay, because it's never really done until it's done. But uh, we do know that his associate uh, going to jail 11 years for the stuff that we believe Matt Gates was doing with him. You want more about that? Check out the link in the story. Brexit added nearly, oh, I didn't fix that, $6 billion to UK food bills in two years awarded, uh, research says. Or actually, that's pounds. So that little freaky symbol, see the pound in the middle behind the A? It's one of the things that got copied in, in the website that, that gets lost in translation when you pull the junk out. Six billion pounds, not pounds of food, but pounds of actual costs to the bills of the people in Great Britain, the UK, uh, because of the Brexit. What was Brexit? What is Brexit? How was a Brexit? Brexit was the exit of the United Kingdom from the um, European Union. The European Union came came together like Voltron and turned themselves into a thing where they had a current a common 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 currency, a common uh, language for for money, and a common way to practice things in business. UK decided they want to go their own way. This was a Boris Johnson thing because Boris Johnson knew best, and because of that, chaos and panic in the streets, and obviously weirdness in do, doing business with foreign nations unlike the united states where each state is technically its own little republic and they have their bits of commerce but there's a federal uh outline that has us all work together for the most part with very small little little details here or there uh, the fact that is the brexit made that they made the great britain on the outside looking in and basically everyone else had a game plan and they had to adjust to them great britain can do what they want to and then had to adjust to the entire game plan that everybody else did which meant weird compromises and losing out on a lot of deals because deals were baked into the system two billion pounds worth of deals and food apparently in two years china easing zero COVID policy a rare display of weakness from Xi Jinping, Tiananmen Square protester says. So the zero COVID policy is, is going down. It's going back, if you will. Not necessarily going away, but it's going back. And this is uh, the Chinese government, or Xi Jinping himself, essentially backing off on, on the craziness that is the protest there in China. It's better to look good than to not look good. Saving face is something that's really big in the culture there. And so and whether to save face in this situation they're backing off on the COVID policy or zero COVID policy specifically so that they can do more stuff that looks good for them. Now, what we're going to find out is that um, China is still China and they'll crack down whenever they crack, want to crack down on anything. And that's what's going to be the case pretty here again, because it's no, there's no guarantee that zero policy is going to 
be gone forever. In fact, it's not gone. I keep saying gone. It's not gone. It's just revised. Bit of an easing, a bit of a laying up, and you're not being so forceful on it. But it's there, and you will see you know, China put the full court press on anything you want to. This right here is something that's not seen very often. Uh, the that's even the square protester, you know, getting some words out, giving some commentary, saying this is a rare display of weakness. I'm sure Xi is not going to make it seem like this. I'm sure he's going to turn this into another way to just pull the the, the club from one arm, swap it to the other, and just pop them in the back end for that one. That's what they do over there. South Korea scrambles jets as China and Russia warplanes enter their defensive zone. So, yeah, so South Korea and the Americans can have war games and do stuff and fly around and do things and, and make people upset. So can China and Russia. They can have war games. They can have war games in Russian space and or Chinese space. They can get really close to South Korean airspace and try to freak them out, which is what happened over uh, the past couple of days. In fact, it's been happening over the past couple of months where China is getting a little too close to comfort into the, the danger zones, as along with North Korea as well. This is mostly sag-rattling, and this is mostly just showing a force, just thumping your chest. This is not King Kong actually taking a swing at the moment, but everyone is kind of in high tensions around South Korea right now, so this is something a lot of people keeping an eye on. LeBron James disappointed by lack of questions about 1957 Jerry Jones photo says media was quick to ask about Kyrie Irving. So I want you to click the link. If you didn't read it, you click it yesterday in the voting of this and the, in the tease of this and read the story. Cause there is a good side to this, if you will. And there is a kind of a ridiculous side to this. Now, right now the Lakers are in 13th place or so in the Western conference in the BA. So what LeBron James thinks really doesn't matter. I, I'm not, I am far from a shut up and dribble guy. But when you're this guy and your team is in last place at the beginning of the season, not, not even in the middle of the pack, you have other things to worry about than people not asking you about other things. Now, LeBron James could have plenty of thoughts on this, and maybe he does. He didn't actually say what he thought about this. He said, I'm mad y'all didn't ask me about this. And I don't want to hear about it. I don't want you to ask me about it, which made no sense. But he can say more about it and he does have a voice and he does have a, a, a weight of what he says but he doesn't have to ask anybody to ask him for it he doesn't have to wait for it that's what leaders actually do they just say what's on their mind and say you know i've been thinking about this thing with jerry jones and how it reacts to you know media and people and you know how, how it acts and how my how my kids growing up and something 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 no one asked him about um tj holmes and amy Rohrbeck. Because it doesn't matter. No one's asked him about the um, crisis with the train de uh, 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 strike. That kind of matters. No one's asking him about, about the new Pokemon game. Maybe that matters. Because they can't ask him about every single thing. Everything's not on the table because he's LeBron James. He's not President Biden where they can throw out pepper questions of randomish stuff that may affect things. He is a basketball player. He's an entrepreneur. He knows Kyrie Irving. Those are reasons to ask him about Kyrie Irving. He's maybe friends with him. He's he's been partners with him at his basketball court. He has said things about the Cowboys and then said kind of things against Jerry Jones, basically when the kneeling stuff happened, which was him saying, I am stating a statement out there. He can say anything he wants about Jerry Jones that he wants to when he wants to, but he has to say it. Uh, he can talk about anything he wants to. He has to say it. I can talk about anything I want to, but I have to speak it. No one literally, no one's asking me to do this. So no one's asking me these questions. 
but I say them, I speak them. I put my mind out there. I put it on the internet for no one to read. You know why? Because I have an opinion and I think it's valid and it's out there. And sometimes it's validated and sometimes it's not heard, but that is it. LeBron James, if he speaks, people will hear him. He just has to speak about what he wants to, not wait for people to ask him questions about he want he wants them to ask him so he can, I don't know, be LeBron James. Lakers, um, third to last place, Western Conference at the moment. It's early, but they're losing. Deal struck to avert freight rail strike with Senate votes set this afternoon. Senate voted that afternoon. They put a deal in place. They put some pressure, if you will, <coughs> on the unions to um, buckle up and come together and come together uh, with the unions and the labor leaders, labor leaders and the management for the train strikes. Uh, these The problem with the train strikes is there were not just one union. There were multiple unions and about five of them didn't like what was happening with the, with the last big deal given to them. And Obviously, you never get everything you want in the negotiations. It doesn't work that way. But the big striking point, the big thing that was really a, a deal breaker or was the deal breaking part was pay time off or sick leave specifically. Uh, a Because the railroad folks are, are basically short on people in general, uh, they have to bring in people from all over the place just to fill in spots. And, of course, just double up work to make things work. So if someone gets sick, it's hard to find someone to replace that person and they're not given proper leave to go take care of themselves. That's a problem. And that problem, not quite fixed, but more sick leave given to the rural workers um, in this mass bargaining thing. So no strike before Christmas. George, uh, Joe Biden gets a win. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, but we just see what comes up. After a few months, when this thing actually sort of settles and comes through, how happy or unhappy railroad workers will be, and if we'll have to address some other things, they'll probably fix it in post, if you will, uh, fix some things on the back end for the for the deal once they figure out what things work well or don't work well, and do some smaller bargaining things. But right now, prices averted, no major strike, no major stoppage of shipping things right before Christmas. And wrapping up with how we end, began yesterday, no one asked LeBron James about this. TJ Holmes, Amy Robeck ignore alleged affair while co-hosting GMA, GMA3. Both hosts back on the air, back on the TV, back in their chairs hosting their show, the third hour of GMA, the, the more you know hour. And what it got turned into, the, uh, the it was once essentially a uh, about that hour, it was a, a battle for uh, the eyeballs of Regis and Kelly, something more along that. And, and, and they gave um, Michael Strahan something to do. Uh, it turned into a newsy thing when COVID happened. So it was information about COVID for a full hour. And now it's kind of trickled back into a lightweight version of, uh, you know, it's basically the third hour of you know, NBC where it's news people doing more chatty chat stuff. They showed up, did chatty chat stuff, and didn't talk about their affair stuff. Now, what we're finding out is that there is apparently a morality clause in their contracts which, if that is the true case, pretty much broken. Uh, we'll find out more details on this one. There's other people dealing with other things. People, of course, losing jobs in the media this week that have bigger things to worry about um, because they're getting fired because of layoffs. Then this thing here, when which is just a lot, which is a lot of it is us being messy. Be honest, but we are being messy because you guys wanted it. Let's go to the teaser for the weekend. Will we talk about this one come Monday? 
Facebook failed to stop test ads from threatening midterm election workers. The bottom line for this one, the actual headline we posted on this one is Facebook failed 15 out of 20 times to hold back ads that essentially said, we're coming to beat up election workers. There were test ads put out there that were threatening to election workers, saying being an election worker is bad. You better do right or we'll get to you. Facebook, 15 out of 20 times, failed to stop that. Sounds like a problem. Is it enough problem to talk about on Monday? Follow us on our feeds at facebook.com slash this is the conversation project or twitter.com slash th conversation, th underscore conversation. I'm sorry, th underscore conversation. And if these stories are deemed worthy for you, all stories are there. Post on those feeds every 50 minutes. Like them, love them, hate them, share them. The more engagement you give to a story, the better chance it shows up on Monday or any day, if you will. Come Monday, because we have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and a little bit of Monday, we're going to have about 90 or so stories to choose from. So we're going to pick from the top 30 stories engagement and give you 10 from there. The rest of the week, it'll be the top eight stories pulled from the top 15 from about 30. If that's way too much mumble jumbo, just go to the, the feeds, follow us there, and you will just like the, the stories and we'll give you the stories that you guys said were conversation you guys said were pretty good let's talk about sponsorship for us keeping things on here and we're going to highlight grammarly today one of my longest running tools and when i found out they had an affiliate program that would pay me to sell this thing i was you know bonkers off the walls to the moon this is the conversation project.com slash Grammarly allows you a chance to sign up and get Grammarly for a small time as a trial period. And then you will lovely pay all the happy dollars that you spend for Grammarly. I use this uh, for everything. I've been using it for de a decade or so. Uh, I used it when I was in broadcasting, when I wrote my, my copy to make sure that my stuff sounded right and my words were a bit more pretty. Um, because sometimes words don't go, go, go pretty when they come out of your head onto the page. I use it in my work now in, in university, uh, although I don't well, I do do some teaching, but I do my work right now in when I'm managing emails and writing contracts and doing correspondence for things in my operations part. I do use it for the education stuff to make sure things are cleaned up as well. Uh, I clean up all, most of my emails because when I don't, trust me, they get really, really ugly. And I use it for my more bitter media, my side hustle, my, my engagement writing stuff as well. You should use it as well. This is a conversation project.com slash Grammarly. This is a conversation project.com slash G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y. You may think it's a bit pricey, but peace of mind is worth every single penny. And you'll get this by using Grammarly as a tool to expand on your grammar checking and spell checking in your correspondence. Let's talk about me for a moment and talk about the Conversation Project. Stop by the Conversation Project at this is a conversationproject.com and find out more things about us. There are links to more sponsors, more folks that can help you out, more partnership opportunities. If you think we're offering you fairly good content and fairly good value, see if there's a way that you would like to actually partner up and help us get some things going on. Uh, links to more programs on on Saturday. I'm sorry, on Sunday, we'll produce the 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 weekly wrap up. We'll pull the data tomorrow on Saturday, but Sunday we'll produce the weekly wrap up so you can see what stories in the past week were the true top stories, just based on the raw data, not based on a little bit of trickery to make them sound narrative wise. We also will give you, uh, we're probably going to actually uh, published this week, the You're Welcome podcast, which is me uh, giving commentary and saying things that may be contrarian or maybe exactly what everyone's saying, but because of, you know, political correctness or maybe just general niceness. 
you don't think you can say it. Well, I'll say it for you. You're welcome. That's what that's all about. And of course, the newsletter and other great things. The TikTok. I meant to do a TikTok yesterday. I meant to keep the scraps of what we were pulling out and I didn't do that. So we're going to try to put that into a general sort of into the basically into the process, baking into the process coming up soon. This is conversationproject.com for all about us. Also links to the feeds as well. Running long. So let's get into this right now with December 2nd birthdays. Today, things that you might have heard. Starting off with Lucy Liu. Not a day for Beyonce's, but Lucy Liu's get them. The Lucy Liu we know is 54 years old on the day. Uh, basically coming back to acting, it looks like. She, uh, see, along with Cameron Diaz, also sort of took a break away. Cameron Diaz more or less semi-retired. Lucy Liu didn't know that Cameron Diaz was so far away, but she's still doing a couple things here or there. She's reached a point where she can pick and choose what she wants. 54 on the day. Britney Spears make you feel old, although, you know, I'm 50. Britney Spears is 41 years old today. Hard to believe that, you know, 20 years ago, she popped up on the scene singing Hit Me Baby One More Time, and now she's Britney Spears. Aaron Rodgers, turning 39 years old on the day, had to birthday to the quarterback to the Green Bay Packers. Packers. Green Bay Packers. I don't know what kind of slip that was. Maybe he'll go to the Buccaneers when Tom Brady re-retires. Who knows? Who knows? Today is faux fur day. The day to celebrate faux fur. Now, in most cases, it's not quite fur weather yet here in the United States. Maybe in the European countries, it's, it's, they've got more snow coming up there as we are going into winter. Obviously, on the Southern Hemisphere, they're in getting ready for summer, so fur is not their thing. But remember, fur is bad. Well, fur on animals is kind of cool. Fur on you, because you don't grow it, is bad. So if you're going to rock the furs, Make sure it is a verified fake one. Faux fur Friday. Get your faux fur on. Oh, today, I think the high is going to be around 62. So we're not faux furring very much here um, in the capital city of Arkansas. Your mileage may vary. Maybe you love furs and maybe you have a, you work in an icebox. Maybe like being hot. I don't know. Some people turn on closed captions because they like how it helps them understand the plot lines of shows and movies and lets them multitask in front of the tube. Others turn them on because they can't hear what actors are saying. <laughs> that doesn't always mean they are hard of hearing. A report from La from language teaching at Preply says, quote, muddled audio is the top reason why more people are watching video and on-screen text. As more studios embrace advanced audio formats for a at-home content, not every device can keep up. People tend to blame their flat screen TVs for bad sound. The tube TVs of decades past had front facing speakers that sent audio towards you, while the new super thin models have speakers that are behind the screen or point downward, bouncing sound always away from you. But your TV is just one of the culprits. The rest of the problem lies within virtually every other step of the audio process from a studio's production choices to the devices used to watch the content. Something I picked up on, which was just kind of a random thing from watching the Hulu show reboot, and hopefully I'm saying the right network, a uh, Hulu show reboot, which is a essentially an inside show about a reboot of a show from the 80s, is they had a, a episode where they had the characters having to redub some of their scenes. They're just sitting there watching videos of themselves and they're re retaking the audio. 
It's something that I know is common in movies because they do back and forth different different cut takes. So I didn't think about it for that end. And it was a guy who just could not say his lines. And it was just he just kept butchering the lines over again. And then the brand new actors that they just pulled off the street was able to do them perfectly. And it was the joke was the guy was always terrible at doing it even back then and now here. Um, there's a lot of muddled audio in things going on. Uh, something that's really curious right now, the current show, um, 1877, um, on Netflix, uh, the, about the ship and the space aliens or whatever. Hopefully, I'm not spoiling anything. I haven't watched it yet. It's, it's, it's some weird science fiction stuff, but because it was dubbed in German and a lot of the, this, this action was goes, this actual original audio was German and, and Japanese, I believe. Watching it dubbed in English freaks out the language because the language doesn't fit. You see this on Netflix when you watch something that's dubbed and you see the words are different because it's a translation of the translation versus when you actually try to say it, people used to say words differently. Uh, things translate differently in different ways. The, uh, the way you speak it and the way you read it are different. I'm going really long, so I'm sorry about that. But that is what's going on in this. A lot of people are turning on closed captioning. One, because we are getting harder of hearing. So a lot of people are actually needed. And two, because sometimes the way things get presented, it's hard to understand things. I know my wife will rewind things over and over again to hear that whispered tone to get what's going on. Um, the fix for that is to put on closed captioning, even though that's, you know, it is what it is. And this was what it was. This week did what it did. We're about to do what we're going to do. Friday, December 2nd, 2022. Let's go out there and have a great day. Oh, by the way, 23 days till Christmas. That's 25 minus 2 just in case you get lost on that one. Uh, we want you to have a great weekend. We want you to have uh, a great day today. Make sure you are staying hydrated. Here's the mug. Staying limber and on task for all the grand things you have that are meant to be grand. And make sure that you are um, taking care of yourself in this holiday season. If you're a person who tends to get overwhelmed and need someone to talk to, 988, call on your cell phone, text on the cell phone. They can speak to you 24-7 in English and Spanish. 988, don't forget that number. Billy, don't lose that number. In the meantime, I'm going to go probably listen to some Phil Collins and get ready for work for the final day of the work week this week. Big weekend hit here in our household and pretty big weekend here in the, in the city. And so hopefully you've got some things to do as Christmas time is once again here and the celebratory stuff is happening. Got a parade to try to catch up to on the weekend and all those things right there. So enjoy yourself. Enjoy your day. Hopefully you enjoyed us. Let us know if you did not enjoy something. And we hope that you will enjoy more of this come Monday.